basic and wrong. This is Satan. I mean, can you guys please stop with the shit stories? All your listeners, stop with the shit stories. It's kind of making me think that you guys will see me soon. I mean, talk about things that I like to hear about. Death, destruction, chaos. I'd really appreciate it. Satan out. Keep listening to Sick and Wrong, you weird fucks. And I'll see you soon. This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly, bro. <laughs> What's up there, broheim? <laughs> yeah, I've been broing it up lately. Yeah. Ironically. Is it, is it like the California rubbing off on you? It's like the fraternity. I don't know why I've been doing it. Bro, bro, you, you don't say emails, bra, bro. do you? Do you no, say bra? bra is too much? It's just okay. It's so just it's bro. bro, no broheim, no broheimer. No, just bro. Huh? So uh, you look chipper today, there, Wankerly. You got um, what a six pack of beer, Jim Beam, and moonshine right. on your uh, desk right now. I know. Pretty soon, there you have enough be, alcohol. There won't be room for the microphone, and I'll just yell across the table into your microphone. <laughs> so you'll just come over for an hour and a half and get drunk and just yeah, kind of scream just things yell at me really loudly, and you'll try and calm me down. Yeah, well, that's normal. Kind of like when Bob used to come in when he, <laughs> before he got cleaned up. <laughs> before he became sober. Yeah, it'll just be like that every week. So, uh, how was uh, your weekend? Uh, I was happened? sick. That's probably why I'm chipper because I'm feeling a little better. Uh, basically, the is it the cold medication? Chest cold. No, I'm coming off the cold. So the chest cold ruined my whole weekend. So I guess I'm catching up on so my drinking right how now. How do you get rid of gunnery of the throat? Uh, uh, Hall's mental <laughs> with so penicillin additives. So did that all curtail your weekend drinking? Your yeah. weekend debauchery? Yeah, I like slept for like twenty hours on Saturday, and I, I drank on uh, Friday night and a little bit on Sunday, but you know, not nearly up to my standards. Yeah, I kind of feel myself uh, coming down with something, so I'm gonna bust yeah, out my SARS mask. Yeah. So I don't catch any germs but once, coming once over here. Once you feel yourself coming down with it, you already have it. So you're just going to be breathing your own SARS into your own mouth, just I, recycling it. I've been on this kind of like three-day binger, and so I think that might have something to do with it. Yeah, that'll just – I almost think it's – obviously, as I would. I almost think it's good to do that because, first of all, it brings it on quick. And then I think the alcohol helps your body like process that shit out, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but it, <laughs> you shouldn't smoke. Stop smoking. That's something you should definitely. I don't do think it. your theories are sound there, Doctor Wackerly. And once again, it's I think the alcohol lowers the immune system. Right, and that's why it brings it on full bore instead of having that slow creep up of like I can't. Do I feel sick? Kind of sick. Got a little bit of a sore throat, bro, but I don't know. And then like the next day, it's a little more sore. If you just get wasted, then the next day you're like. Oh my god, <laughs> I feel we, so shitty And then it gets itself out of your system I think what happened to me is I knew I was coming down with something A sore throat on like Sunday But then I ended up going out anyway You're like, these cocks normally go down a lot easier <laughs> They usually don't scratch my larynx so much yeah. So anyway, I had a, you know a, not, not too eventful of a weekend But I did do a lot of drinking uh-huh. At least three nights in a row yeah. But one thing I wanted to bring up was this strange coincidence that I kept seeing when I was drinking. And at first I thought it was like an alcohol-induced hallucination. Flashbacks to your LSD days? Or something. You know how like when you drink a lot of alcohol and you think you see something? Yeah. 
You know, it's kind of like, like the Jacob's Ladder effect, if you've ever seen that. Well, kind of like you, the corner of your eye. Yeah, or like you think you see a hot chick over there, but when you wake up to her the next morning, <laughs> she's really not all that hot. I think that's a different effect. Okay, <laughs> but it's still an effect through alcohol. Yeah, right. But no, so anyway, I was like, you know, I went out drinking on Saturday night, and I saw a person who was... Uh, I don't want to say an amputee, but I guess, yeah, who was missing a limb. And I was like, well, this is kind of strange. But, you know, whatever. You see people who are missing limbs every now and then. Are you saying, like, a limb all the way to the torso? No, he was he was missing, like, half of his arm. So it was, like, okay. to the elbow. Okay. And so I was like, oh, you know, you, you see that every now What's and then. What's the limit of being an amputee? I mean, well, aren't one, you, one finger? Aren't you an amputee when you're missing a bot, like an appendage or a right. finger or something? Right, but what about the like the first digit of a finger? Amputee. <laughs> I don't know. With me, it's like you're missing anything. You're deformed amputee. What if your ears cut off? Okay, that's All right. disfigured. Then you're disfigured. It's got to be like a working, a limb. grasping yeah. appendage. Yeah. I think it has to be a limb. So that that was Saturday night. So Sunday, I went to go see that band Pendulum. You ever heard of them? Kind of a drum and bass sort of prodigy type of band. Uh, no, but it makes me the, that name makes me think of pendulous balls, <laughs> just swinging nuts Why would they name <laughs> back and forth. Pendulum? I thought it was kind of an unfortunate name. I don't know. Or science museums always have that it's, stupid big pendulum that I always want to get on and swing around. Well, you know, it's funny because they are. I guess they're huge in Australia. They're from Australia and they're uh-huh. huge in Europe. But pendulums or this band? Pen uh, both. <laughs> <laughs> they love balls and uh, the land down under. Yeah, they rotate the other direction. You know, the pendulum. Well, the Aussies didn't they coin the term? Oh, you nuts. So, so pendulous, mate. <laughs> Let me try him in my hand. Crikey. <laughs> Fills yeah, up the bomb. Right. It looks like the fruit of a kookaburra tree. <laughs> down but, there. So, uh, yeah, the band's called Pendulum. They're really big in Australia and, and pretty huge in Europe, but apparently at the Fillmore, I don't even think they had half the place filled. Maybe what no. was it? Saturday? It was a Sunday night. So, oh, maybe well, it was a Sunday sense, night. Yeah. But so it was an all ages show, so there were a lot of like there's a lot of jail bait there. Uh-huh. That's the thing when you're at an all ages show, you kind of have to see if the girl has a beer in her hand. If she has a beer in her hand, then you're not going to get arrested. Yeah, or don't they put those convenient uh, wrist straps on? Which I they had stamps. Could... They had stamps at this one. Oh, that's harder to see. Yeah, because you could you you could look at it as that's like you sort of allow the bartenders to know if they can drink or not. But really, it's just for all the pervs. Yeah, because they 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 see the band, you know, yeah. and then they think oh, they're well, marked. Yeah, they're marked. As being a minor. Yeah. Well, so anyway, there's this girl that was uh, pretty cute, especially from behind. I was looking at her. I was like, oh, yeah, that girl's kind of hot. I was kind of drunk. I was thinking, I might go say something to her. No she, was holding, she was holding a beer, so I was thinking, okay, she All must right. be 21. I walked up, and she's dancing around, and I, I kind of walk over you know, to look at her from the front before I actually said anything. Uh-huh. And dude, she's missing a hand. <laughs> missing a hand. Did you do that Macaulay Culkin, both hands on the side of your face? Oh! No, I just kind of like did a, you know, a little 180 and just kind of walked back and I was just like, you know, she might as well have a prosthetic or something to hide that. Yeah, put a fake hand on that thing, bitch. I mean, I guess maybe if you're into, you know, if you're like Paul McCartney and you're in, into amputees, like hot chicks, <laughs> missing limbs, yeah. maybe but you most dig pe- it. We can, un- we can all un- agree that most people are not into that. Dude, she ruined the show for me. I couldn't stop staring at her stumpy hand dancing around to the music. And she had like a little, she had like this kind of glow stick like thing wrapped around her arm. It was gross. It was just disgusting. And so then yesterday night, I was walking home from my brother's house 
And I ran into this, like, disgusting monstrosity of an amputee that cruised around the Tenderloin. I don't know if you've ever seen this guy. He's like a little black guy. He's missing his legs. I think he has one arm and maybe two fingers on that arm. Why would I see him? He's, all, he's way low <laughs> to the ground. I'm not, I'm not staring down there looking for pennies. The crackheads have already picked them all up. Dude, he's, you can, he's like, ubiquitous up and down O'Farrell Street over here. But he always Does has, he like, ride his... around on somebody like Master Blaster and Mad Max Beyond <laughs> Thunderdome? Then I might notice him. No, he's like, uh, he has a henchman that kind of drives him around but and... he doesn't ride on his back is what you're saying. no no he has a, he's in a little wheelchair and he's got these little legs Not something i'd take notice of. so I, I was stumbling home back from my brother's place and i'm walking and then all of a sudden i hear beep beep get fuck out of the way and i turn around and there's the dude with his henchman just cruising down the sidewalk and no, was... he said beep beep or he, he said, actually beep had... beep oh, get the fuck out of the way that he squeezes. <laughs> That'd be with his two good fingers <laughs> yeah but i was just looking at that and i'm thinking there's something going on i keep running into amputees and amputations so the theme for episode 144 here, Sick and Wrong, is amputation. So what you're saying is you're not comfortable with this or you want more of it. I don't understand. Are you I'm just not comfortable with it, and I find aggravated. it sick and wrong, and I feel we need, I need to vent about it by discussing it thoroughly here on this program. Um, you should stay out of uh, Mesa State College in Colorado. I don't know if you heard about this story. Mesa State. I'll make it quick because it's not that great, but uh, I thought, found it quite interesting. Uh, T- Trevor Weaker, I don't know how you, that's that's W I K R E is a football player in the Mesa State College team. Uh, I don't know if he's a running back or something. Uh, but somehow he severely dislocated his finger, which you know can happen. Everybody dislocates yeah, that fingers. You play basketball, that happens a lot too, right? You like jam your finger, or especially in football. I mean, you have like you know helmets and people stomping on you, right? Or, you know, you have your finger up the ass of the guy yeah. who's punting the That's ball in the, to you, hiking the ball to you. At the, the bottom of the... He uh, jerks the... quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I never play football, so I'm just having a bit That's of fun. That's what happens. A bit though. of fun. Um, well, instead of getting it fixed, uh, in which case the, the, the doctors told him that he would likely never play another football game, uh, but he'd still have his finger, is the important point. He decided to have it amputated. So I guess they call it amputation if you just get your finger cut off. So this is the doctor talking. So instead of fixing his dislocated finger, he decides to have it amputated. Yeah, and here's the quote. This is my senior year, bro. Bro <laughs> added by Wackerly. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know he said it. This is my senior year. If I want to go on, I've got to play great the rest of the way. These are my last few games. We've got to make this work. Now, when I, I, I initially, when I initially remembered this story before I looked it up, I thought this guy was a high school player. So I thought he was like, I really want to play in college, so I got to play like in the final few games or the, you know, the recruiters will never see, never see me. But he's already in college. And isn't the percentage and, of college players that go on to the NFL like excruciatingly small? It's pretty slim. I, I imagine it's a little more than high school. Uh, no, but high school. I'm saying the the progression from high school football to college football. Oh, that's high. a greater percentage, yeah. so it like would make sense. Okay, I want to play in football in college, and yeah, and well. furthermore, I don't know how many people from Mesa State are going to go to the pros. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I doubt many. Probably none. Uh, but Charlie Batch, who played for Eastern Michigan, he went on to play for the Lions. Yeah, he went on to play for the Lions. So it can happen, but but whatever. Uh, and instead of uh, all his teammates being like, dude, you shouldn't do that. That's a bad idea. They're all like supporting him. Like, you're committed like, to the team. He's committed to the team. He's a great guy. I don't know anybody else who would have done this, but I really respect him for it. I might not be the first person who's probably said this, but what a fucking stupid jock. 
Yeah. Seriously, dude. This guy, okay, yeah, he might play the last, you know, few games, and I, I guess his friends are going to be like, you know, his, his fellow teammates are going to be like, wow, you're really committed. And a year from now, they're like, you dumbass got your finger removed. It is only his right pinky finger. It's never going to come really, back. Yeah, but you don't really use it for anything, do you? Maybe pinky your nose. Yeah, one in the pink, two in the stink. Is that, <laughs> is that the way it goes? Is that the shocker? <laughs> I had to think about that, but yeah, it is. So he's no longer, he has another hand to do the shocker. He can't do the double shocker. I guess, like, yeah, he, he can't double that. shock, you know, dueling shockers. Dueling shockers is out. I'm not sure, but, but seriously then, so there's, there, the case in point, voluntary amputate. This guy voluntarily amputated his finger. Yeah, but it, it's not like he, <laughs> it's not like out, you know, barring any outside influence, he would have done it. He did it for the love of ball, man. Football. <laughs> He's a baller. Well, so, so I kind of, you know, I'm not as disgusted with him. I'm not. That's probably I, what I'm you're dis- about to talk about. I'm disgusted by the ignorance, but I'm not disgusted with him for his reasons for doing it. He probably did get laid for doing it. You know, yeah, but he's not team. going to get laid in a, in like three years. Yeah, you're right. You know, unless I don't know. Maybe. Well, I mean, this is a, this action does not display uh, long term thinking that's involved with maybe like, that, making money and getting maybe out. that meth addict in the trailer that he's going to live in out out of college. She'll yeah. probably have sex with him. Right, nine fingered oh. Joe should have went to state. <laughs> now the the now what disgusts me about amputation is the article I read this afternoon. So, you know, I shouldn't even go here, but I do every now and then because I find it fascinating. Have you ever been to bmezine.com? I've heard of it and I can't stand it. It's the body modification e-zine. Yeah, I can't stand it because okay, tattoos great, piercings fine. You know, people have cool tattoos, whatever cool piercings, but I find that whenever I see an article from that magazine, it's always people trying to, like, one-up everybody else. They can't leave well Just enough alone. Just take one step further. Right. Like, I've seen, you know, some chick who, like, had strips of flesh ripped off her back <laughs> to look like some tree That, that was something. on the forum, if yeah, I recall. Yeah, yeah, I did see that on the forum. And I'm like, what, what the fuck? What, who cares? You're, you're just a moron. <laughs> well, you know, I forgot what that procedure's called. It's like flaying or something yeah, or skin, brand, it's skin grafting. Dumb. It's fucking dumb. It, it, it's completely unnecessary. If, if if the procedure that you're about to undergo was something that John McCain experienced in his <laughs> Vietnam POW camp, you're an idiot. Yeah, exactly. It's like, why don't you just draw the line at stretching your earlobes out a little bit or right. getting a tattoo? Or, get yeah, get a ta- try and get the coolest, ta- most elaborate tattoo, but you don't have to have your eyeball tattooed, which is like something that would be in BME zine. Yeah, I've got well, my teeth tattooed, dude. So I was reading about this guy who's probably going to send you into a complete rage here. Um, this guy's named Lean, L-E-E-N, which sounds like most of the names that you find on the BME zine. It's like but, a um, British thing. Isn't the publication out of uh, the UK? I think it's out of the UK, but yeah. this guy's actually South African, the guy I'm talking okay. about. But this is probably the most foul hobby I've ever heard. I've ever heard of. And his hobby is he likes to amputate Different body parts on himself. He's a voluntary amputee. Oh, Jesus Christ. So uh, I guess uh, the, the person who's interviewing him first met Lean about seven years ago on one of the voluntary amputee mailing lists, which blew my mind that something like that even exists. Yeah, everybody's got to have a community nowadays. Yeah, there's like an online community where he was inquiring about bloodless ways to amputate his left leg, at the time considering dry ice. I guess on, uh, on, the, on the outside, Lean is a normal guy. Other than his limp, without seeing his feet, you'd never know of his interests. He's a straight and married 42-year-old construction worker from Pretoria, South Africa. 
And so apparently she's interviewing about his hobby. And she says, you know, when do you think your amputation interest first developed? And he was saying as a child, he was always fascinated by, by people that look different. He liked to look at amputees just to see the stump dangling and not really doing anything. He loved that. My mother always told me not to stare at people with disabilities, and that made me wonder even more. But the guy didn't actually amputate himself until he was about 35. Yeah, I wonder how many small animals he amputated in his youth that he, you know, squirrels Dude, that he trapped. Or, this guy's I don't know so, what the fuck they have in South Africa. This guy's so psychotic, it's, it's on another level. And so the woman asked him, did you ever see a therapist? I wonder if you might be unstable. And he says, I never saw a therapist. I always knew this was the right thing to do. There's no internal struggle, nothing like that. Yeah, but Dahmer felt the same way. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. So wait, are you saying that there's like some kind of psychotic basis, like some kind of psychosis is going on here? Yeah, I don't think he's going to go on out to kill people, but uh, I definitely think he has issues. Well, I think it's like a heightened masochism or something. I, you know, I bet you it's just something that's completely, you know, a switch is flicked in his brain or something. I, I don't know. But, you know, I always wonder, and it gets into this in the story here, like in her, in her interview, but I always wonder if it's like a sexualized thing, like a fetish. Probably. Well, she asked him, uh, she asked him, you know, like many people who are into voluntary amputations are only into amputations, but he's into a broader range of body modification. He also has a sub-incision and as well as has done a partial castration. What's and a sub-incision? I think it's uh, he sliced something. I'm not even quite sure what a sub-incision is. <laughs> I guess my question, what's a sub-incision versus just an incision? An incision. <laughs> you, you make an incision and you like put in a hoagie in your fucking <laughs> side of your body, sticking out. Subway you insert your wallet in there. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. Uh, you know, we probably should have found that out. Yeah. Um, he's also done a partial castration. She asked how that happened. He says, just one day, he's just hanging out, exposing my testicle, playing with it. I struggled to get it back into my sack. Okay. <laughs> See, when you say exposing your testicle, I'm thinking like he's out on the sidewalk with his ba ball bag hanging out of his shorts. Like hanging brain you mean when you have like, your nuts hanging out of your zipper. Right, but you're saying he's cut into his testicle and is really exposing his te his actual testicle, not he's his scrotum. cut open his scrotum, so his actual testicles hanging outside the oh, scrotal Jesus. sack. He says he struggled to get it back into his sack. Really? But he couldn't, he couldn't, so he just decided to cut it off. There's a lot of bleeding. He managed to stop it, but later he tried to do a partial penectomy, which is a penile surgical removal, but ended up at ER. <laughs> I guess due to a uh, loss of blood. So he doesn't even, well, I guess this is South Africa, right? So everybody probably has nationalized health care. Is it nationalized? Because if you're in the United there? States and you just you fucking cut your dick off and you go to the ER and you have health insurance, then like everybody else has to pay for you that does have health insurance. Yeah, but oh, you mean if you don't have health insurance? Yeah, what did I say? Yeah, That's no, yeah, saying. exactly. But yeah. if you have health insurance, or I mean, if you don't, in I South thought... Africa, they probably have nationalized health insurance, like a like a. But then that, that means that the country, right? Still, but, the taxpayers I mean, are still he's paying. He's in the same boat as everybody else. Well, so she asked him, except if, that um... he's cutting his own dick off. <laughs> I guess that's different. <laughs> she says, "I assume that the penectomy and similar play means there's a sexual aspect to your modifications." He says, "Not all of them. I think to have a partial penectomy would be interesting. Not to be able to have penetrative sex anymore, but still to be able to come from masturbating or from a blowjob." How does his wife feel about that? That—that's what I'm wondering. The guy's married. Is she down? I, apparently, I, apparently, he asked her. She asked her. Um, the, the interviewer asked him later. She's like, "So, what does your wife think about all these amputations?" And I guess she doesn't know. 
his genitals are mutilated, but she doesn't know that he's how it happened. Missing toes. He's missing his foot. Yeah, but th- those I could feel like he could say, yeah, I work on a construction site and I dropped some shit on my, my foot when I was wearing sneakers. But, but what but did you say nuts, about his though. nuts? Like, yeah. <laughs> I was leaning over the garbage disposal and the cat flicked the switch <laughs> while I was reaching up to change the light bulb and, you know, it tore my fucking, shredded my cock. Snapping turtle incident? I don't, yeah. yeah, I don't know exactly what he would say. I, I don't know. Yeah, that sounds weird. It, the fact that his wife, I, I'm just assuming they probably don't have intercourse all that often. No. So the, the woman asked him, you mentioned in the past that you don't want to lose a lot of blood when you do the procedures. Is that why you choose to induce an infection for the toe amputation rather than doing it by just cutting it off? And he says, I think toes and fingers are easy to amputate, but anything more gets a bit tricky. He does it in his own house. So if anything goes wrong, he could bleed to death. Thus, the infection route is a bit better. Wow. So he, You know what he just did? He just uh, served a bunch of uh, Japanese Yakuza. Hayabusa, <laughs> Komatsu. <laughs> we have been disgraced. Because, you know, they cut off their fingers. Yeah, don't they cut off their fingers. Honor, but... And he's like, that shit's easy. And he's just, yeah, he's just going <laughs> off on saying how simple it is to do something like that. <laughs> well, she asked him, how did you do your amputations? He says, for most of his amputations, I put my feet in a bucket of ice for 20 minutes. And then I use a cable tie. For the first ones, I just used a chisel and a hammer and just chopped them off. On later amputations, I used a scalpel to cut right up to the bone. Then I pull back the flesh and use the chisel and hammer to chop off the rest of the toe. Finally, I stitch it up. I take the stitches out after 10 days. Wow. He says, on one toe, I was just playing with an old chisel I found. Put it on my toe, pushed too hard, and it went right through the bone. I then had to push harder until it was amputated. Of course, an infection set in because the chisel was dirty, and I had to go to the hospital where they did a ray amputation. I guess that's where the bone above the toe is removed as well. <laughs> it's disgusting, dude. It's just, and she asked him, like, would you recommend so, to but you're others? Saying, you're saying now he does get, he infect, induces infection himself? Did I hear you say She that? goes on to say that he stands in, like, stagnant water, like dirty ponds, just to induce an infection in the wound. Then he has to have it amputated. So he goes to the doctor. So he makes some kind of a wound, gets it infected, and then the doctor does the final. Has no other choice than to do a surgical job. amputation okay. and stitch well, That's him the up. other reason that his wife doesn't have sex with him is because he smells like an infected, <laughs> fleshy, <laughs> He's disgusting just seeping beast. pus all the time. Yeah. I'm he, sure his shoes smell awesome. He claims it's more dangerous to use the induced infection route due to risks of septicemia and so on versus the blood loss and shock risks of a chop-it-off method. But if you think about it, if you're this psychotic individual, as Lean apparently is, don't you think he probably gets off on the chopping? Uh, no. From from what he said about his childhood, I think he gets off just more on like being a freak. Being an amputee. Yeah, I think he likes the being an amputee part. Well, he's, he claims that blood loss in his toes is not that big of a problem, but if you cut off more or start on something like your penis, there are big blood vessels, so the loss of blood becomes an issue. Is there a word for these people? <laughs> Amputephiles? He says, Ampuphiles? For all you amputiles out there, well, you know, fledgling amputiles, don't start with your penis. He start says, with the toe. Since he's diabetic, I just go to the diabetic foot clinic. They prescribe antibiotics, which help against septicemia. I just make sure that my toe doesn't heal, and eventually they will amputate. The diabetic so, foot clinic? <laughs> the doctors at the foot clinic will eventually have to amputate. 
Right, but is there a special place called the Diabetic Foot Clinic? <laughs> I guess in South Africa they have okay. Diabetic Foot Clinics. Is there like Diabetic Every Other Part of the Body Clinic or? I, you know, I don't know. I, you know, I just <laughs> wonder there, like, if the I... AIDS Foot Clinic. I mean, <laughs> do diabetic people have some specific problem with their feet? Is my question. I never heard of that. I imagine it's just you know he's diabetic, so he goes to a certain foot clinic that probably treats people with diabetes. <laughs> Maybe I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Separate but not equal, dude. <laughs> don't don't segregate all the diabetes people over there. They can come to our foot clinic. Well, don't you think a diabetic could go to any foot clinic? Yeah, that's what I'm. That's the point of my. But maybe they specialize in that, and he's got probably got an in because he gets all his toes removed. Right. So I don't know. She asked him, "What would you say to people who believe it's an abuse of the system <clears throat> for people to force taxpayers to cover an amputation?" He says he has private medical insurance. And the monthly contributions are quite high, so why not make them pay for the amputation? It's safer when a doctor does it, and it makes me happy. The doctors and nurses think it's fantastic that I don't get depressed after an amputation, so I don't waste taxpayers' money with rehab or counseling. But do the doctors realize he's doing this voluntarily? I mean, I would think they would put a stop to it. Well, he actually— Doesn't it violate the Hippocratic Oath? Well, she asked him, she's like, so how do you explain the amputations? And he says, well, people at his work think he's just really unlucky. And the doctors believe what he tells them. He says, for example, for my missing testicle, since I live in South Africa where there's a lot of violence and crime, I just told them that I put up a fight when a couple of guys wanted to mug me, and one of them fell on top of me and stabbed me in the groin. <laughs> they believed it and asked me if I wanted to go to the police. I said, no, it was dark. I didn't get a good look at their faces. Just snip it off, mate. <laughs> And she goes, has anyone oh, gotten suspicious? Oh, they're just joshing around, you know, the kids around here in South Africa. She says, has anyone gotten suspicious? And they say, no, nobody has. He's had diabetes for 20 years, so uh, no one's really, you know, figured anything. Okay. And so his wife doesn't even know about it. Well, I would like for some better reporting where this woman who's doing the interview actually goes and questions his wife as opposed to just taking his word for it or questions his coworkers. And, they're you know, they're probably all like, yeah, that guy's really creepy and we stay as far away as possible at all times. He claims that, uh, you know, he loves talking about, um, you know, he loves discussing his uh, amputations. He goes to the sauna. He goes to the pool. He talks about he talks about it with anybody who who's, who's interested. Who's interested to know about it? I don't want to be in the pool with his septic ball sack and toes, just, just, you know, Dude, polluting the water. You got to see the pictures. I'm going to put up a no, couple pictures. To. Yeah, we're to. gonna we got to put a couple pictures you up on the site. I'm not looking at that. It's disgusting. <laughs> it, it's just really foul. But so the, finally, here I'm going to end it where she says, "Assuming you weren't married, which I can't believe his wife would be like, oh, you're missing a toe again. Uh-huh. You know, I, I I'm just stunned that she would even stay with the guy." She goes, assuming you weren't married, if you were looking for a partner, would you seek out someone with this interest? And he goes, it's easier if you have things in common. Partners should have the same interests. And I'd like to touch and play with a, with a woman who had amputations. <laughs> so if you ask me, dude, I don't, think, I, think this, I don't think this is like a chemical imbalance. I don't think this is a psychological issue. Sounds I think it's stable. sexualized. Uh, I dude, agree with you that I don't think it's a chemical. off every time he chops off a toe. I think he's je- I agree with you that I don't think it's a chemical imbalance or genetic, but I do, I do think it's not the chopping, it's the having this weird appendage that you can like marvel over. But I mean the fact that he's missing his finger his toes, he's missing his foot. 
Well, what about the fact that uh, his nut? What about the fact that he's numbing himself? Don't don't like hardcore BM body modifiers? Wouldn't they frown poo poo upon the trying to numb? The... Oh, so you're saying that if they really were into the pain and getting off on it, well, they, they mean, wouldn't use in, dry you know, eyes. If or you're something. into piercings, you don't fucking shoot your ear up or your your nose up with Novocaine before you get the piercing. Wouldn't you be considered a puss? So maybe. He's not getting off on the chopping itself. He's getting off on what it looks like afterwards. That's what I'm saying. So it is sexualized in nature, though. I think he probably enjoys, like, sticking his, you know, toeless foot in his wife's vagina. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, you know. Did you ever? I don't even want to go. Do they make amputee porn? Have you ever seen those Weeds episodes where the uh, the brother-in-law is was he missing uh, limbs misses, or something? He gets one of his toes cut off, and then he he has a burgeoning career as a foot fucking porn porn actor. Why? Because he's oh, because he's, he's missing. <laughs> it's exactly what you're talking about, or I wouldn't even brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> so there's all these scenes of him jamming his you know four toed foot into these porn stars' vaginas. That's disgusting, dude. It's disgusting. I you know I just want to know why I keep seeing people with amputations. And I'm worried about my own limbs. It's just, it's like when you see like a Ford Aspire or like a Hyundai Accent and you notice it. And then like every car you see is a Hyundai, a Accent. Hyundai Accent. I think you're just, yeah. you're just focusing in maybe, on them. Yeah, like maybe mental, I'm just. You're mentally filtering these people in, not out, but in. I'm paying too much attention. You're paying to too it. much attention. All right. Like, well, just, that's just, about just, it. Just do like me. Just stop paying any attention to anything. Just walk around. I need a fucking iPod. Just yeah. like you got. That's yeah. what I need. That's what I need. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Well, people, we'll put up a link to the page. It's disgusting, but you can view it at your own risk. And if you're going to amputate yourself, go the infection route, because apparently a doctor will do it, and it's a little bit easier. Yeah. Why? Just be lazy whenever possible. Let yeah. somebody else do the work. Well, actually, if you're, if if you're going to have sick and wrongs recommendation, keep your limbs. Keep your fingers. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's disgusting. Uh, this is episode 144 here, Sick and Wrong. Quick recap from last week's show, 143. Uh, Wackerly, you did a story about a uh, Detroit-area man who uh, dressed up his little children as uh, little cute little Nazis. I did a story about an L.A. deputy who went all O.J. on his wife's ass. And a listener sent a story about Mr. Gay UK, who apparently excelled in the cannibal portion of the contest. <laughs> um, do, believe it or not, you won episode 143. I was quite stunned. You came in with 96 votes. I came in second with 64. And Mr. Gay UK, which I thought was a shoe-in, came in with 48. Apparently, uh, one of the listeners wrote in, and he said, uh, this guy Jeff here wrote, you know, there's a touch of the Gary Glitter with Wackerly's story. Gary Glitter sent his computer in with child porn to be p- fixed at PC World. I knew that, but was there Nazi memorabilia involved? Well, no. The fact that that dude took those pictures to be developed at a Walmart. Oh, He's right. just as thick as G- Gary Glitter. Yeah, you'd think Gary Glitter would be smarter than that, being uh, you know a well-known pop star. Yeah. He's very big amongst the hockey hockey sound <laughs> hockey arena soundtrack crowd. Nah, 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 nah. Hey. <laughs> Every hockey game. Do they have hockey in the UK? I don't think they no, do. No, but I bet, Russia, you, they, they, I bet you they well they used to probably play the cricket games. Yeah. But not anymore. <laughs> Over the loudspeaker. Oh, we got another guy, Anders wrote in. If the babies had worn tiny uniforms, tiny Nazi uniforms, that story definitely would have gotten my vote. Well, but we didn't know. It didn't specify. Yeah, it didn't say that he actually had tailor-made uniforms for the infants. Well, it did not say that, right? No, it didn't. Yeah, so right. we, we don't know for we sure. Know. 
He says you should check out the movie The Tin Drum to see a little kid and a bunch of dwarves dressed up in Nazi uniforms. It's a uh, great I've movie. I've read the book. Have you ever read the book? Yeah, it's the what was that guy's name? I was trying Gun- to Gunter Grass. Gunter Grass wrote that. Who yeah. was in the uh, SS? Wasn't he? Wasn't he a Nazi? Well, that book is very anti-fascist. I think, if I remember correctly, it's about this kid who doesn't like. He basically remains a midget, but they sort of write it that he remains a child throughout his life. Yeah, but he's... But then later in life, like recently, like over the past five years, he's become sort of like a Nazi apologist, I think. Or yeah, like, but, you but, know, not for the big head guys, but he's apologized for a lot of like the factions and the lower level leaders. Yeah, and, and I think I actually read that he was involved with the uh, Nazi regime. Well, I think that he was living in Germany at that time and of that age where like you had you had to, right? He's probably about as involved like as the, the Pope. Like the Pope. <laughs> like the Pope, yeah. <laughs> so Wackley, you won episode 143 and you can enjoy your beer. Nice. Your and Jim that, Beam I'd like, and your moonshine. <laughs> I'd like to point out that that story was like four sentences long. So the points per word are yeah, very, are it was probably high. the highest high. ever in yeah. Sick and Wrong history. People, you know the way the show works. Wacker and I come the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week. Present them here on the show. Audience votes. Winner gets a case of beer. Uh, you can send your listener submission into Sick and Wrong Podcast at Hotmail.com. The listener wins. We'll send you a care package with all of our love. Um, this is episode 144. Since you started last week, Wacker, let me kick off the show here with my story. All right, that'll give me a chance to have another shot of the shine. And of the shine. Don't do too much shine. It's my, it's it. Two shots of shine per shot. You know, we had like three listeners write in with specific times of the time markers from the last show saying where they knew Wackerly was blitzed. Twenty-eight forty-four, 32-53, and I forgot the other one. Yeah, shit. Make a game out of it. Have, <laughs> have fun, all you people. I don't care. <laughs> Police claim that a woman stole from dead sex partner. Just never want to do that. Investigators say that this woman was a sex addict who was also addicted to crack cocaine. Believe it or not, it occurred in West Melbourne, Florida. Which I imagine there probably are a lot of sex addicts addicted to crack cocaine in West Melbourne. Yeah, I'm going to get confused and think you're talking about Australia at some point. No, this is Florida. I think it was the most sick and wrong state. Yeah. Is it? Uh, Police arrested a woman on allegations that she stole from a man after he died while they were having sex. Uh, Apparently, the alleged sex addict turned criminal, saying said that uh, she's very sorry and wants to apologize. Her name is Lynn Stewart, and she is 44 years old. She claims, I just thought he was tired. But Larry Wetzler, on the contrary, 56 years old, wasn't tired. He was dead. Police said they believe Wetzler died from a heart attack during the sex act. His uh, pickup truck... So it truck... wasn't like some super VD that this uh, nymphomaniac brought to the party? It could have possibly have been some kind of like strange strain of VD that yeah. no one's ever heard the about. Virus immediately when you find out, that out how many and... people she had sex with that weekend. Um, his pickup truck, two guitars, and other items were also stolen. And Stewart not only stole from him that day, she returned two days later to steal even more. And when they finally caught up with her, authorities arrested her. She told them that she had been with 20 other men that same weekend. Now, before you get into the 20 men, 
this isn't really like grand larceny. Is it? I mean, his old shitty Florida pickup that probably is covered in rust from all the salt water and like it's too, I don't know what. Like, like acoustic guitars. Or just, I don't know guitar brands, but you know, you know, the like Walmart It was probably guitar. like an ashtray and maybe like a, one of those like neon MGD signs. Yeah. So we're talking about maybe at the most like $3,000 worth of At the worth most. Of I was going to say 1500 Well, I'm assuming the truck, maybe you could get $2,000 for it if it's running. Yeah, I'm surprised she didn't just take the whole trailer. Because she couldn't speed away and the cops would have caught her. So she had sex with 20 other men that same weekend. So I think it is definitely in the realm of reason that this dude could have contracted some kind of VD, strain of like white trash Floridian VD. Maybe that with a no one's Cuban, ever even heard Cuban of before. Refugee flavor <laughs> thrown in. Yeah, because she probably had sex with a couple Cuban refugees during that sex, you know, rampage. If you're weekend. gonna have sex with twenty dudes in a weekend, you know, that just the prob- the statistics say if you're in Florida, a couple of the dudes are gonna well, be Cuban. I don't think she narrows it down by ethnicity. I well, think yeah. she's just like she just wants a cock. Yeah. But, the, um, the flaps are wide open for business. <laughs> and and furthermore, think about this dude. So she had sex with 20 men that same weekend. This dude was um I, you know I don't know where he was in the in the order, but I imagine it's probably towards the end here cuz she, you know, stole money from him and then uh, went on and came back the next day. So could you imagine the size of those red swollen hanging beef curtains? Yeah, we had to assume that well, I guess we don't have to assume, but my question is, is the guy, A, totally oblivious, or B, just doesn't care? You know, he's also a crackhead, and he's just, you know, because that vagina after 15 dudes or whatever <laughs> has to look like a beat-up catcher's mitt, you know, covered in ketchup. I just picture, like, uh, an M80 shoved in a pastrami sandwich, just kind of <laughs> just, like, meat hanging everywhere. Baboon's red ass. There's, like, I don't no, know. no more lubrication. It's, like, fucking sandpaper. Dude, the guy could have probably shoved his uh, how much KY, head in there. How much KY do you need to have to, to have sex with sandpaper? Quite a well, bit. You know what I wonder about? I mean, it's, so it's like she pulls her pants down. Is the guy... I imagine he was probably really drunk on, like, MGD, Bud Light, maybe Pabst. All three. And, uh, yeah. A trifecta. <laughs> a trifecta. Probably some moonshine. Throw it in there. He probably saw it and was just kind of like, whatever. He's 56 years old. He, you know, I highly doubt Larry gets that much ass. Yeah. Well, it was the last ass he ever got, in fact. <laughs> Maybe it was the best. It was so good that he died of a heart attack. I guess there's worse ways to go. West Melbourne Police Department Commander Steve Wilkinson said, it was a sex rampage. I love this term. <laughs> when asked if she was participating in a sex rampage, so not, a, not only did he describe her actions as a sex rampage, uh-huh. He asked her if she was participating in a sex rampage. Stewart says, well, sometimes you do things you're not proud of, like be a crack whore. Ain't it the truth. <laughs> uh, he asked her if she was a prostitute. She says, no, I just really like sex. Now, do we believe her or is she just trying to defend herself? Because that's kind of like when you're uh, caught with a prostitute. My my thing is to always have a camera rolling because then you can just say, I was I'm taking naked porn. pictures. Yeah. Well, you're paying this chick. Yeah, but I'm paying her to be in my porn. So... Uh, you know, she's just trying to get out of uh, uh, being prosecuted for a prostitution. You're a shrewd one, Wackerly. Yeah. <laughs> I never would have thought of that. I thought of it. <laughs> yeah, I never would have thought of that. I just thought I was going to say, like, yeah, I'm making a video for later. But no, that works. Yeah. I know. I'm paying this fine actress who's yeah. toothless and <laughs> has <laughs> a mustache. Cigarette burns on my, her thighs. Yeah, to be in my porn. <laughs> well, Stuart Maybe says- you can buy a copy, officer, when it's done. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's called Back Alley in the Tenderloin. Yeah, chainsaw cuts. Uh, Stewart says she's addicted to crack cocaine, and the whole episode was just about getting more crack. It makes me angry that someone would do him like that, says Gene Pate, who is Wetzler's neighbor. I'm really sorry, said Stewart. Although I think that sorry is a few days late, if you ask me. Yeah, so, so she is a prostitute. She just is a prostitute to her, her trade or whatever, you know. Well, she's, she's having sex crack. for crack, so yeah. I think she's a crack whore, if you ask me. I don't know. Crack but, whore, prost, crack prostitute. A crack prostitute. <laughs> Same thing. But you know, though, I mean, they make it sound like she's a sex addict. Have you ever actually met a sex addict? You ever been not, with a sex addict? Confer- no, definitely not been with. Uh... No, I don't, you know, not confirmed. I've had suspicions about people. See, I've never. A male sex addict and a female sex addict are two completely well, different Well, I was going to get into that point. Can you be a male sex addict? Like, you can be a female sex addict. Like, you could go out oh, if you're a woman and you could, have, <laughs> you could have sex with 20 different dudes in a weekend if you wanted to. Whereas a dude, I don't think you could really go out unless you're paying for it and have sex with 20 women in one weekend. Yeah. No, you could. I just don't think it would but happen. But you could masturbate all the time. I mean, people could say you have a masturbatory problem because you're addicted to orgasms. Which at that at that point you're a sex addict. So are you a, are you saying you're a sex addict if you're like sitting I'm not outside? Saying I'm a sex addict. <laughs> so, but but I mean, sometimes you tell me that you sit outside the the high school over in Oakland and just kind of masturbate in your car. Now, is that a no, sex? I've addict? never told you that I was a pederast. <laughs> don't start implying that. But it, it, would you consider a person who did that a sex addict? Well, pederast first, and then the frequency with which they did it, then I would say, well, if you're doing it, you know, if you're driving by five times a day and jerking off, then, then you're, you're a sex, a sex addict. addict on top of being a pederast. But, but you're not actually having intercourse. Doesn't matter. You're, you're addicted to having orgasms. So what do you think? This woman is addicted to having inter- intercourse or having orgasms? I think she's a crack whore. I think she <laughs> likes, likes crack a lot and going and fucking a bunch of dudes. And then and it's a vicious cycle. It's like you're high and, okay, maybe I am horny. And then you fuck some more and then you smoke some more crack. And, that makes and then you, more you see horny. what happens. Yeah. You know, I remember it I've only. fun, actually. <laughs> I've never actually met any or I've never actually been with any uh, sex addicts, like veritable bear, sex addicts. But I remember that. Do you remember that girl that was on the the radio show a few years back that had sex with a Rottweiler? No. The old metal radio show. <laughs> oh, that show. Yeah, I Veronica. Don't I don't remember anything from that. At all. Well, I asked her. Did I she remember, have sex with a Rottweiler on air? No, she had a videotape of oh. where she had had sex with a Rottweiler, and I asked her. I was like, "Why would you have sex with a Rottweiler? I mean, you're." attractive enough where you could find a guy that would have sex with you and she was like i just like to get fucked so, <laughs> yeah, you know, like that's I, an explanation i don't yeah, think she question. discriminates between dog or uh, cuban or larry wetzler so when you said you could go out and find some guy and have sex with him she was like yeah but this rottweiler's right here <laughs> maybe she's <laughs> she, just lazy it's right here and then after i have sex with the rottweiler then i can go to the bar and have more <laughs> that's the other thing about girls is they can you know have sex and then have sex five minutes later yeah no they just if you're a guy lather it up recharge head back out yeah. snail trail so on the sick and wrong star scale i guess she didn't kill the guy but she did have sex with 20 dudes and, uh, you know, during that weekend and uh, probably smoked a lot of crack cocaine and stole his guitars. Yeah. I'm going to have to give this a 3.5. I actually don't care about the fact that she stole from this dude because it was worth nothing. I don't care about the fact that the guy died. I think guys die having sex all the time. I, I just think to have sex with 20 dudes in two days, <laughs> Friday, Saturday, that's worth to me like a four. 
A four star? Wow. Yeah. I you mean, really confirmed. Don't like prostitutes. Because yeah, it's not a hearsay. Like, the cops have confirmed this, right? No, yeah, she admitted to it. Yeah. All right, we'll see what the listening audience has to say about that. Wackily, what do you have for uh, 144? <laughs> My story is from Lawton, Iowa, which I guess is the Midwest. It's Midwest. About as, it's about as Midwest as you can get. Well, it's definitely more Midwest fields. than Philadelphia. It's definitely, I hope somebody <laughs> from Iowa doesn't call up and be like, hey, you fellers, <laughs> quick tall in Iowa, the Midwest, goddammit. I, I call like 17 podcasts a week. <laughs> I think it is the Midwest. I think he, yeah, I think, I think, I think, I think you're dead agree. on with this one, Wackerly. Um, my story uh, concerns a man named Scott Bennett, and Police Sergeant Tony Sinclades said that uh, this guy, who's 48 years old, he was assaulted Sunday morning at Mavericks. Mavericks? <laughs> Which is a men's nightclub. Oh, wait, so he's not a Maverick. No, no. McCain is a Maverick. <laughs> McCain's a Maverick. Uh, Palin, Maverick. Tom Cruise, Maverick. Maverick. <laughs> Mel Gibson, Maverick. Is he? Remember the movie Maverick? No, what was that about? <laughs> Mel Gibson. It was like a, it was an old West movie where he played a Maverick. I don't know. It's coming back to me. <laughs> it was like a card shark guy. You know, I do have uh, the coffee table book, The Films of Mel Gibson, that you gave me for my birthday <laughs> one day. year. I just noticed that on my bookshelf the other day and was like, where the fuck did that come from? Oh, yeah, D. Simon gave it. That was like episode 24 or something. When I get home, I'm going to look up the movie Maverick. He's a maverick. <laughs> that uh, <laughs> doesn't compare to my favorite movie by him, though, The Man Without a Face. Is that what it was called? Wait, wait, wait. Man Without a Face? I, I don't know. That's yeah, I don't plot. know if I know that one. Are you thinking of Mask? No, no, no. That's with Cher and Eric Stoltz. But uh, okay. there is a movie with Mel Gibson where like half of his face is melted <laughs> off and he befriends some small boy. Maybe next week we'll do an intro. I'll do a retrospective on the films with Mel Gibson. Are you sure this isn't a wet dream you had the other night? Well, I'm not saying I haven't masturbated <laughs> to it, but no, it's a real movie. All right, you have to bring that in. Bring in the book next week. All right, you totally derailed my story. But anyways, this guy, Scott Bennett, was assaulted early Sunday morning at Mavericks. They call it a men's nightclub, which makes me think of a strip club, but I think in Iowa they might just call bars nightclubs. But nightclubs, men's yeah. nightclub, though? Men's nightclub implies no, strip club. implies strip yeah. club, or at least topless waitresses, right? Yeah. Um. Uh, so he was assaulted Sunday, early Sunday morning. He, uh, Bennett was taken to a local hospital for treatment, but Sergeant Tony Sinclades said Bennett's injuries were severe enough that he lost his eye. Lost his eye? Yeah. Damn it, dude. That's like the, I think that's like one of the most like dangerous moves you can do to somebody in a fight. Just grab the eyeball, pull it out. <laughs> Fight's over. No, but I think we've talked about this on the show. Best way to end a bar fight, just rip out the eyeball. How are you going to continue fighting after that? I'm assuming in in Iowa, in Lawton, Iowa, this wasn't some move. This wasn't some ninja move that some guy like came in and surgically extracted <laughs> the eye. I think maybe he got punched in the face, and, and like the, you know, his cheekbone was sort of crushed up into his or eye. His and class it, it ring or something. Yeah, yeah, to yeah poke it was salvageable. Uh, so how sick and wrong is that? Pretty disgusting to but actually really lose your eye. Right? Pretty boring story. Well, I mean, it's fight, just a bar fight, lost his eye. Here's the thing. <laughs> The kicker? Uh, the policeman, the police sergeant, said the man, uh, he's actually now he's totally blind because he lost his other eye in an assault three months earlier at the same business. 
<laughs> Dude, he sucks as a maverick. Which, you know, the the way they describe... I find it funny the way this article's written because they describe this guy in the first part of the story as, oh, he was assaulted at a bar, you know, like some drunken hooligan. Yeah, like... Uh, uh, thought he was looking at him strangely, even though he wasn't. And, and, and through no fault of his own, he got his eye knocked out. But when you find out the same thing happened three months earlier... From a different assailant, you, you start to think, like, you know, maybe the problem is you. You're an asshole. Yeah. Then, but, you know, at first I did feel sympathy about the guy. I'm like, man, that sucks. Everyone gets into a bar fight every now and then. It sucks to have a black eye and go to work. But it sucks even worse to lose your eye and have to go to work. Yeah. And so, yeah, I was feeling some, you know, genuine pathos for this guy. But now... He's but just now, an asshole. It's like <laughs> you lost your eye here. Don't don't you have bad feelings about Mavericks at this point? Was like, it? you know, I don't want to go to Mavericks. Why not, dude? It's cool. <laughs> yeah, but that one time that dude knocked my eye out and now I like have no depth perception. Like I don't want to go back. Yeah, but maybe his friend was like, You gotta get back on the horse. Well, maybe in Lawton, Iowa, it's the only men's nightclub. And it's the only place you can see some. What I wonder about, do you think it was the same guy who knocked both eyes out? I don't think so. They say uh, Ryan J. Brody, who's 34. Uh, I think I mentioned this dude's, the guy got his eyes knocked out. Both of them is 48. He's uh, been arrested in connection with the incident, the re- recent incident. They don't say anything about the old incident. Uh, he was initially arrested for public intoxication, but that just means the cops showed up and didn't know what was going on. Yeah, and they then they arrest him because he was drunk. Uh, but it, the, he's likely to get additional charges. So the cops think it's his fault, but I still think they should consider this Scott Bennett guy's history. Like, the same thing <laughs> happened before. How many times is it going to happen until you learn your lesson? I guess he only has two eyes, so it's only going to happen twice. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> Maybe he'll have his like nose knocked off and he won't be able to smell. But do you think the bartenders and the waitress are like, oh god, look who's back? Yeah, you know he's old, missing an old eye. Ray Charles or whatever old, they want to call him. <laughs> Stevie Wonder. Here comes Stevie Wonder. Back in the bar, ready to start yeah. some shit. Yeah, I don't think this guy's black, by the way. I just don't know any blind okay. white yeah, people. Yeah, blind white guys. Why are there no blind white famous people? Yeah, I don't know because they have no talent. Do you know a single one? No, no I, I don't fuck? actually. That's weird. Yeah, I, never I don't thought know. About it. I just, they don't but I bet this. you, in closing, that the uh, assuming this is a strip club, I bet you the Iowa corn-fed strippers are super hot. You know, I bet you they're At all kind they're of my, like they're my style. But I picture them being pasty with natural breasts, huge tits, big, shitty asses. tattoos. Yeah, I'm totally yeah. down. With that. <laughs> so I I'm, might. What I'm all I'm saying before I give my score is I might go back even if I had my eye knocked out. Yeah, but what if you had both eyes knocked out? Well, then there's no point unless they feel sorry for it and you give you a free feel because you're blind. Yeah, because you're blind back. I look with my hands. I look with my hands. I have a $5 tip you. I've tried that at the strip clubs out here on Broadway. I say, I look with my hands (laughs) and they kick me out. Yeah. (laughs) So I might go back, but I would totally lay low. So this guy's an idiot. Now he's blind. And (laughs) And his face is probably deformed, right? It's not like blind from birth and looks pretty normal it's like his eyes were both knocked out in bar fights two yeah separate yeah bar no fights. So, so totally he's blind his face is deformed i'm gonna give it a a four <laughs> you know i think i'm gonna give this a four just for the sheer stupidity that's what makes this story so sick and wrong yeah this guy lost his he's probably mouthing off to begin with three months ago and it's only like what three months that was the That's time. That's what they said. Three months. Yeah. So, so three his months. Eye, his <laughs> eye hole probably wasn't even healed. Yet. Yeah. And then he goes back to the same bar, starts up, you know, starts shit again, and then loses his other eye. Just for being an idiot, I'm giving it four stars. 
I also cast an aspersion upon the guy, the second guy who beat the shit out of him. Because, dude, he's got one gaping eye socket. <laughs> if you're going to punch him in the head and knock him out, just just hit that side. Yeah, but maybe he's wearing an eye patch. He thought he was a pirate. Still. <laughs> dude, you got to watch out as for pirates. Yeah, well, you just have to watch out for the They're hook. They're shifty characters. As long as there's no hook or no <laughs> parrot that's going to swoop in and, and bite your eye out, just hit him in the patch side. We'll see what the listening audience has to say about that one. Well, so the listener's submission for this week came from a guy who calls himself Major Tom. He says, hey, Dean Lance, I recently started listening to your show after my girlfriend recommended it to me. I love it. space pod? (laughs) It cracks me up. When I'm going to the moon, my tin can, listen to your show all the time. I often have to suppress my laughter at my desk. I work in a large, quiet office and have to lie about what I'm listening to. Oh, so the whole Major Tom thing is a hoax? Yeah, I don't think he's really Major Tom, no. Fuck you. He's not an astronaut. He says, I've listened to probably your last eight shows and been working my way through your old shows, too. I think I'm up to about 70. Anyway, I wanted to make a submission for this week that just reinforces stereotypes of sick and wrong things happening in foreign restaurants in the U.K., Probably the U.S. too. Hope you like it. Keep up the great show. Kebabs made as corpse lay nearby. Uh, so kebabs already implies that we're talking about foreigners here. <laughs> well, foreign food. We're t- probably talking about Middle Eastern or Indian. Right. And I, it also, to me, implies the U.K. Because I think in the U.K. you can just go to some like corner standing at a kebab where... We're here. You have to actually go to a restaurant. Yeah, you could get a kebab, but it's not like a fast food place. Like you got to go to a real... Yeah, no, this is like kind of like a bodega or a little market or something. Right, just kebabs on sticks. A fast food shop owner was found preparing food while an employee's corpse lay nearby. Police called to the Pampu Sweet Center in Wolverhampton, <laughs> which I guess is a suburb of London. That's the greatest restaurant name ever. The Pampu Sweet Center? Yeah, I would eat there. Uh, they discovered the man's body on a sofa near the kitchen. Uh, the business, owned by Jaswinder Singe, well, 45 years of age was shut down immediately. The council said it was one of the worst cases of environment, uh, one of the worst cases environmental health officers had ever seen. Mr. Singe has been banned from running any food business ever. And uh, the man's death apparently was not suspicious. He died of natural causes. What's he going to do? Drive a cab? I don't know. I mean, what, what, what do uh, yeah, what do foreigners do? Like what do, cabs. What, 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 I mean, what, what's the proper term for these people in England? Packies? I, I don't know. I'm not, I think I'm it's not, I'm not going to use that type of language on the show. <laughs> well, is Packies a derogatory you're comfortable term? with it. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Okay, I take it back. So what do engines do when uh, they were... <laughs> <laughs> I meant dothead. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm uh, just going off here. Yeah. So the court was told that on August 27th, a police officer had been called to, report of a, called to a report of a dead man in the restaurant. A statement of facts right out of the court said that upon his arrival, the officer observed a dead male lying on a sofa at the rear of the main kitchen. Now, was this guy also a brown skin? <laughs> or was this, a, or was this a, a proper Englishman? I think he was uh, of the same ilk. I think it was brown skin. The same ethnicity. Yeah, let's same just, ethnicity. Come on, let's be PC. Okay, let's the be PC ethnicity. here. Same ethnicity as Jazzwinder Singe. He's probably I Indian. I think that's pronounced Singh, by the way. Whatever. Singe to me. <laughs> Sat opposite to him was Mr. Singe, who was preparing food, making kebabs. So Mr. Singe is sitting right next to his dead employee, completely oblivious. There's a dead guy lying right next to him, and he's just making his kebabs. That's my question. Is Does he know that the guy's dead and doesn't care and is all about the profits? Uh, not the... The P R O F I T S. 
<laughs> or did he not know? Was he like, oh, that lazy brother of mine, that lazy brother-in-law, he's always sleeping on that couch. Get up here and help me make the kebabs, you bastard. We need some more liquid in you, the slurpee. You will not get up, but I cannot stay, not, stop making kebabs. The customers <laughs> keep coming in. It's relentless. Dude, I think what happened is he opened up the restaurant. His employee, his brother, cousin, whatever, died. He's like, I can't close the shop. Because like the Quickie Mart and yeah. the Simpsons never shuts Always down. Open. 7-Eleven never shuts down. Yeah. You know, he probably is like, I don't want to lose the business of selling these kebabs. So right. really, was he doing anything wrong? Yes. <laughs> if he knew the guy was dead, that's just... Isn't that even a... Singh, is that what? That's a Sikh name? I think he's Sikh, yeah. yeah he's that, don't guy. they have, like, very strict rules about, like, having to inter the body in, like, you know, two Yeah, but they have even stricter rules don't about the keeping the... Don't the Jews have the same rules? Yeah, but they have even stricter rules about keeping the Quickie Mart open. <laughs> the Quickie Mart. <laughs> yeah, you know? Hours of operation <laughs> rule. They, they trumps, override the corpse. Trumps the corpse, uh, whatever, <laughs> Cleanliness. Yeah, so okay. the court also heard that in a nearby room, there were large a large number of flies which were landing on the food. There was also an awful smell thawing meat which was oozing blood and covered in flies so and this, this is so all this stuff you're talking about has nothing to do with the corpse right? no this is uh, this is <laughs> in addition in to addition the to the corpse okay. and then there was a man in the back smoking and spitting on a filthy floor this is exactly the reason why i don't eat indian food right but dude have you ever worked in a restaurant I've worked in uh, several restaurants. Wouldn't you agree to say that there's a filthy floor in the kitchen of a restaurant? It's pretty much redundant. Yeah, but there's usually not a dude in the back smoking and spitting on that filthy floor. Okay, I'm just saying. Filthy there's not floor, thawing meat filthy oozing floor blood. Filthy restaurant, those things coincide I'm almost just, 100% of the time. I'm just saying that Indian restaurants, look at, I mean, look at this area right outside the Sacred Rock Studio. There's like five Indian restaurants right over here. Yeah. None of them are very clean. Yeah, but you know what? The Tenderloin is a place to get crack, and it's also a place to eat good Indian food. You got to admit. Yeah, but you know. Greasy and unhealthy, but it tastes damn good. And Thai. The thing is with Indian food, it tastes damn good, but then the trots, you regret it later. It's the price you have to pay. It's the price you have to pay. (laughs) And I'm almost willing to say that a corpse on the the sofa? Why is there a sofa in the kitchen? (laughs) It's Quickie Mart. Okay. But why is there a sofa in the Quickie Mart? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they shouldn't be sitting down on their laurels. There shouldn't be a sofa. So, but no, but but my question to you is, would you care if there was a dead guy at the Indian restaurant or would you still just eat the Indian food anyway? I would need to know the time of death. (laughs) Less than one hour, yes. More than one hour, no. So uh, during an earlier visit here at this restaurant at the Japu Sweet Center, officers noted a number of rat droppings and then found a dead rat underneath a cooking pot, which had just been laid against the wall to dry. So in addition to the human corpse, there's a The rat human corpse. corpse, the rat, and the rat droppings, and the thawing meat. So this leads me to wonder, what are the violations in the UK for uh, violating, you know, food standards? Do you think it's the same thing as if you commit murder there, you get like two years in prison, slap on the wrist? You mean you mean the ex, the severity? The severity, sure the not, fines. I'm sure it's not two years. I'm sure. It, well, they said he can't ever open a restaurant again. I'm sure he has. Well, they ordered a brother him, or a cousin or his wife could probably open it, and he could get in. And he also worked there, right? But ordered to pay nearly four thousand pounds in fines and costs, like eight thousand dollars. Uh, yeah. Actually, what is that, that like? Twelve thousand dollars now? How <laughs> much a dollar worth these days? No, it's going the other way. Oh, okay. Actually, because the Europe is doing worse than we it's are. About goddamn time those Brits feel it. You got served. Feel the pain. 
<laughs> you know, you know, it's really getting is the Icelandics. Their whole country went bankrupt. And who cares? <laughs> I don't know. Bjork. <laughs> Maybe she's hot. So on the sick and wrong star scale, this just kind of reaffirms why I don't eat Indian food. I know. You know, I just don't want to risk it. Rat droppings in my food. That's why I get the trots. I'm giving this a but this is- 4.25 because there's a dead guy sitting right next to the dude making kebabs and he didn't care. Are we going to offend Indian or maybe even uh, British or you know Welsh or can we get one fucking word for all the people who live on the Emerald Isle, please? Uh, but other than foreigner, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, because if you call them English, somebody gets pissed. If you call them Irish, somebody gets pissed. Scottish pissed, Welsh pissed, British pissed. I like limey. What's the, wor- what's the word for it? I feel like I would get somebody would bitch about that too. They're going to bitch about everything. For the purposes of my argument, which I'm almost forgetting now, limey or an Indian person, are kebabs Indian food or is it something unto itself? I'm just thinking Jazz Winder Singe here. (laughs) Sounds Indian to me. (laughs) Well, we already said it's Sikh. Okay. He's wearing a turban with his hair up in it and a big beard. Okay. Well, then maybe he's Sikh, I guess. I completely forgot my point. Well, but here, here's my point. I'm giving this a five, and you know why? A five? Yep, and you know why? Because this fits right into my campaign to destroy fast food restaurants. Because I think this, you know, a kebab shop in Limey Land is the equivalent of a fast food restaurant over here. Five stars. Dead guy five stars. in the kebab shop. It's disgusting, and nobody should go there until I want to go there and have a kebab, and I'll get right up to the front, and the prices will be cheap. Because they'll be, you know, desperate for business. You know, Jazz Winder was just sitting there being like, these limey bastards, I don't give a fuck. They can use sit here and eat my kebab. I'll stick it up the dead man's asshole. You know, he probably didn't even care. No, was it a busy shop? I mean. I don't know, dude. The Packies hate the limeys. Believe me. They do. <laughs> Go vote. Sickerongpodcast.com. You can decide who won episode 144. Ring, ring, ring. Banana phone. Ring, 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 ring. Banana phone. Drunk? Are you horny? Call the Sick and Wrong Hotline. 206-666-3846. So, actually, we're nearing the end of the show, and as usual, we get to phone calls to the Sick and Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846, or you can email us at sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. We received a number of phone calls, the first of which actually was a guy from, uh, from the land of Oz over there, down under, Capretta, who says, I've tried calling your stupid phone line, but I can't get through, so I recorded a call for you, cheers. So this guy actually recorded his own MP3. And then emailed it. And then emailed it to us. So um, yeah, let's, let's, play, let's play Capretta's call here. I'm calling to let you guys know how disgusted I am at the betrayal. I've received from you guys. In 142, you made this comment. Betrayal. Was it retracted in 143? That some dipshit blowing was the official train driver of the Sick and Wrong podcast? What about me, boys? What about me? Episode 84, Acid Eating Train Driver. What am I to you guys? Chopped liver? You got- <laughs> I think he said Acid Eating Train Driver, which strikes a chord with me. I, I'm sort of remembering this now. You know, I can kind of recall there was a train driver. I guess I forgot. I mean, episode 84 is quite a few episodes ago. Eons you know, ago. it's like, and this guy needs to keep in mind, we drink a lot. We do, we've done a lot of drugs in our time. 
So it's like, you know, the memory fades in right. and out. But I do kind of recall an acid-eating train driver yeah. from the land down under. You're going to chuck it all away? I wouldn't fucking expect Lance to remember, considering his days are so filled up with counting fucking light bulbs and at night dressing like Captain Kirk and playing a fucking theremin. <laughs> I thought we had something. I sent in your first ever sick and wrong song request. Shellac, do you remember it? Sure you do. Hooker with a penis, also <laughs> me. And some three honk wonder just rocks in. And he's the sick and wrong train driver. No worries, guys. Well, I'm deleting your RSS feed this week, and I'm going to replace it with a Christian podcast. But oh, just to finalise our relationship, you I'm going to make my last sick and wrong song request. Salt and I wrote wind. a song especially for you, sung to the tune of a grand Australian song, working class man Jimmy Barn. He wrote a song especially to tell us off. So wait, so he's pretty upset here. And you know, and... You know, I, I'm sorry. I'm at a loss. I feel bad. Episode 84 is a long time ago, and I don't mean to demean the fact that he is a sick and wrong train driver as well. Uh-huh. But he's pretty upset. He's deleting the RSS feed, replacing right. us with our arch nemesis, the Audio Bible Podcast. So we made some other guy the official sick and wrong train driver. I guess that's understood at this point. But he's the that guy is the official American sick and wrong train driver. I think yeah. we can also have an Australian sick and wrong train driver. Or, or we can different have, districts. We can have two sick and wrong train drivers. Especially if they're in different continents. I, I do kind of like the three honk blow-in or whatever you Yeah, I love, I love all these authentic Australian, uh, you know, derisions. So, I'm eager to hear the song here, Wackerly. Bonds. Enjoy, fuckers. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm going to one-star all your shit on iTunes, too. <laughs> Lance David Simon. This podcast that you've made is really crap. The format's whack and never gets you laid. Whoa, 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 it never gets you laid. Got a point there. Lance thinks he is funny with sarcasm to share. But the times that he makes me laugh are really very rare. I feel like that's our own 
ballad of Poncho and Lefty, except we come off as being total assholes instead of extremely cool. I think the fact that someone would would go to such measures to actually write a whole song about how much he hates us. Yeah, he did really say we were something. special at one point. Yeah, 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 <laughs> but earlier, then he said we were on his death list. I, I think he called me a pretentious tool. Yeah, I, I heard that. I, I do like the fact that he uses my real name, <laughs> David Simon. Yeah. You're busted. <laughs> I know. My, my secret is out. Well, okay. You know what, Capretta? I issue a mea culpa. My sincerest apologies. We never meant to neglect you or demean you in any way. We just forgot. We forgot. And we forgot because of the MGD. So he can be the admiral of the Sick and Wrong Train Corps. Well, and the other guy, who I don't even remember him at this point, his name or anything, that guy could be a you know a captain or something. Well, he's the original a train general. engineer, and so uh, train engineer. I think the guy's name was Josh or John or something. He's number two, number two in charge. This guy, acid eating train engineer Capretta, yeah, is uh, number one. Yeah, of course. But so the song, the damage has been done. The song <laughs> has been sung. <laughs> But I guess that's the way it goes. I think the song's catchy, though. I like it. Yeah, that's the way the train crashes. Yeah, I, I guess it is. I apologize, and uh, yeah, resubscribe, you fucking Aussie. <laughs> yeah, and don't put one, don't put one star scores on iTunes. Yeah, you foster swilling koala bear. <laughs> <laughs> Crocodile done fuck. I do like the song though. That was that was catchy. Yeah. Well, what's up? Uh, call number two. Uh, I don't even know what to say about this, so I'll, I'm going to ask you some questions afterwards, but here it goes. Um, hey there. Um, I swear to God, I just saw D. Um, it was on 22nd and Treat in lovely San Francisco. I was a little groggy, so things weren't connecting, but I'm like, that voice, it sounds familiar. You were talking on the phone down the street. Um, I was walking my dog. Uh, and I swear to God, it was you. If it wasn't you, that, then there's some other guy with your fucking voice, and it's pretty fucking eerie. And who lives in San Francisco? Anyway, um, I'm a, a listener and uh, of, of the lovely, lovely, lovely podcast. Name is Suzanne, and um, I just wanted to let you know that you, you have been spotted. Bye. Well, now that's interesting. So... This woman says that she was in the Outer Mission, 22nd and, and Treat Street. Um, Which I've been known to hang out in that location. Yeah, there's a good bar there, the Treat Street bar. Yeah. Um, Pops. But didn't she also send in an email that says the exact time that she thought she saw you? And, and were you there? This was well, like, You know what's interesting? This was about a week ago. I saw the email. And as a matter of fact, I think at that time I was doing the show. Um, here, like I think I was editing the show or maybe posting it or something. So no, I actually wasn't in the outer mission. So there's somebody else in the city of San Francisco with your distinctive nasally, nasally voice. Two voice. <laughs> Apparently, but you know what's funny about uh, about this woman, Sue Sue here. I I didn't listen to the call, but I was wondering whether or not she was truly female. But she included a couple pictures with her email. And so the one picture is of her just with this kind of fat guy's cock in her mouth. <laughs> did you did you see that picture? Yeah, I did. <laughs> and, so then, and I think you've got. I think your mind is a little confused. So I think what happens, you saw the email, 
with the picture of the chick sucking on the cock. Yeah. And then you, you wondered if she was female, but then the call is what proves that Well, the that call she's confirmed female. it. Because yeah. at first I saw that and I was thinking, okay, this is some dude that's kind of messing with me or something. Right. Because anybody can send an email and say they're a girl and attach a pic, you know. But now when you pic, have the call to go around, along with it. And so, you know, I send her a response saying, thanks for the saucy pic. I'd love to see some more. And yeah, sadly, I wasn't in the mission at that night. But if you ever hear someone who sounds like me, just go up and grab them. Be like, I love sick and wrong, and then call us about the reaction. <laughs> You're assuming that it's not going to be you, because this makes me want to wear like a fake mustache and, and dark sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> and pretend to be D. Simon. But no, uh, <laughs> no. So what was funny about it is, so I asked her for another pick. She sent another pick, and this time she sent another pick with another guy's dick in her mouth. And she's like, and I also have some hot picks of a really hot. MFM threesome I did last week. <laughs> so two dicks. Male, female, male. Two dicks. I, I think she kind of misunderstood the fact that, I, yeah, I'd like to see some more pictures of you, not of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that goes for all, for all the ladies out there. If you're going to send in naked pictures of the Sick and Wrong podcast, no dicks. Please. <laughs> I agree with that. True. But, no, this is interesting. And I think I'm going to have to hang out at the 22nd Street location, the mission, a little bit more often. Just stand in the corner like a... Just pretending to talk like on my phone. Like a fun boy? Because no one really calls me. Yeah, like a fun boy? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I think that might be uh, my new Saturday night uh, activity. <laughs> Thanks for calling in there, Sue. What's uh, call number three here? Uh, well, you know, we, we sang the praises of Soccer Mom last week because she sent the moonshine, which I'm still drinking. Uh, and enjoying. And enjoying, and it's much appreciated, and so she called in. Hey, guys, it's the Soccer Mom. This is the first time I've ever called sober, so it's interesting. I wanted yeah. to tell you I really like the moonshine show. That was great. D, it sounded like you were choking up there a little bit on, on the shine, so Tears I guess I need gratitude. to find something more Jew-friendly to send next time, right? <laughs> Manischewitz? <laughs> yeah, Manischewitz wine, that always works. What is Manischewitz? That's wine? Yeah, it's wine. It's just kind of really shitty wine. Is it like matzo wine or something? What's it made It's of? just really bitter, made out of like, uh, you know, Olives. poorly grown grapes. They're just really cheap to produce. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm right. <laughs> the blood of Christians. Um, also want to thank you guys for plugging my husband's um, punk rock podcast. He got a lot of downloads and he very much appreciates that. Awesome. And I wanted to let you know that the guy that made your shine is currently in jail. He was arrested on a DUI a couple days ago, so he's going to be in jail for the next 135 days. Jesus. Which really sucks because he actually got arrested on his way up the mountain to get me two gallons of shine that I was going to send to everyone, all my friends and stuff, for Christmas. So let's <laughs> Dude, I love her. The fact that she sends shine for Christmas... Is that yeah. like the best gift you could get? I think I hate gifts. I hate giving gifts. I hate expectations of gifts. I hate opening gifts that people give me and trying to pretend like I really like it. But alcohol <laughs> is a great gift for all occasions, and moonshine is is that much better. Is, it, is that much better because it's rare? It's something in it's something that person made themselves or or knew somebody else that made it. Yeah, but, it's yeah. kind of like receiving, like, you know, one of those little, like, uh, shell cards that kids make, you <laughs> or know? like a macaroni, dried macaroni Yeah, mac picture. dried macaroni picture, exactly. <laughs> so luckily he didn't have it in the car with him, so he didn't get in trouble for having the shine. But now I have to totally rethink my whole Christmas gifting. Yeah, it's true. So, it, well, speaking of, I'm going to send you guys something for Christmas, and I encourage all, well, I guess Hanukkah for 
for, for, for the Jew friend. Yeah. And uh, I encourage all the listeners to send you guys stuff. I can't believe that I'm the first person to ever send you guys anything. That's crazy. You guys don't get paid, right? So. Well, Kendra did send us a picture of oh, the blood painting. Oh, the blood yeah, painting. I, I still appreciate that. No, beer, so. she did send a picture of the blood painting. I appreciate that. But I do like the cut of her jib. Send us more shit. Yes, we like that. The point is well taken. Yes. Right, so the least we can do is send you stuff. So, yeah. And I also wanted to say, the picture of my daughter that I sent, Wackily thought she was dressed up for Halloween. No, that's how she dresses every day. Black fingernails and all. So you, you, so you see my concern. She's nine, and she's already like an emo kid. So I'm... I'm I'm screwed with this kid when she gets older. I'm just, I don't even know what I'm going to do. But anyway, um, yeah, you guys keep up the good work, and I'll be listening, and I will talk to you later. Bye. One thing soccer mom should do with her kid is as she be, turns of age, 18, should keep her away from you. <laughs> because when I look at that girl, knowing now that that's not a Halloween costume is is the normal way she dresses, I feel like. She's going to be in your sights or yeah, something. Wait, wait, wait. At some point. Nine years from now, I'll be. She'll be eighteen. I'll be what, like uh, thirty or forty-two? Yeah, I could still get in I with know. an eighteen-year-old. I know you think, and I think that soccer mom would prefer that that didn't happen. I think soccer mom has an aspiring suicide girl on her hands. Not a girl who's going to commit suicide, no, but, but a girl who will be heavily tattooed and posing naked on a popular on a, on porn, a popular site. porn site. Exactly. So, soccer mom, you might want to turn that around right now or nurture it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whichever way you want to go. She could be an Angelina Jolie, the next, you know? Oh, you mean she's going to like hook up with a Billy Bob Thornton type, which no, would be probably you would be uh, the Billy Bob Thornton type? I'm just encouraging this action, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> But no, I want to repeat, Soccer Mom, thank you for sending us the moonshine. We appreciate it. And yes, if any listeners want to send us something, please do. The address is right on the main page, com. Yeah. It's in the contact section or something. Yeah, and we should point out that's a P.O. box, so don't try and stalk us through there because you won't find yeah, us. Yeah, it's not going to happen. People, feel free to call the Sick and Wrong hotline at 206-666-3846. We'll try to play most of your calls. If not, we'll get to it the following week. We received a number of emails here, Wackerly, Sick and Wrong Podcast at Hotmail.com. Sure. We got one from uh, Mark who says, My brother was on the swim team in high school with Ron Goldman. They used to grab his leg while doing laps because he was too slow. Who's Ron Goldman? The guy that OJ murdered. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now I remember talking about that. You, you, you know, apparently, uh, even if this guy was really fast, I doubt he'd be able to outrun OJ. I mean, OJ was like a running back. Well, in his prime, but I think I think it wasn't that OJ was fast. It was the element of surprise. That, yeah, and I guess he did have like an eight-inch knife with him. Yeah. <laughs> He also says, I used to have the Great White North album, which I listened to incessantly when I got it. Uh, I... Okay, pause. Now he's referring to his Bob and Doug McKenzie and the pronunci- pronunciation of, of the... the word that means uh, Canadian hat. Toke or toke, as we said. Yeah. He goes, when I got it, I specifically remember Bob telling Getty Lee before he sings her hit single if he'd like to grab a toke and some headphones. Later on, Getty asks why the photographer, who's taking pictures in case no one believes that they actually got Getty to sing, isn't wearing a toque. To which Doug replies, oh, he's not from the Great White North, eh? 
So it is Tuke. So uh, apparently he's proven it is Tuke. <laughs> you, know, you, you don't have to go watch Strange Brew again. QED. It's proven. Thank you, Mark, for writing that in. We also got an email here from uh, two people sending a movie recommendation uh, for the same movie. So uh, this one, uh, we got an um, email from Bilbo, and we got an email from Nick. He says, hey, it's Nick again, the guy that recommended Otto von Chirac. I have a movie recommendation for you guys if you haven't already seen it. If you have a Netflix account, you can watch it online. It's called Snuff, a documentary about killing on film. It's a really interesting look at the myth of the snuff film and has actual footage shot by Leonard Lake, uh, where they had their own tortured dungeon. Really interesting to watch. They also talk about a Russian mobster involved with possibly the only known snuff film and the sick fucks that paid him to make it. Check it out later, bitches. So the movie's called Snuff, a documentary about killing on film. Second wrong movie recommendation. You know, <laughs> I, I, I don't necessarily know that I'm going to watch that. I, yeah, I might go check it out. It sounds like an interesting documentary. It might be good. Yeah, okay. All right. If you check it out, burn it for me and I'll watch the copy. All right. Thank my, you. My uh, girlfriend has Netflix and she won't give me the code because every movie would be second wrong and yeah, she's not interested in I'm sure she'd this. love that one. Thank you for sending that in, Bilbo and Nick. We always do enjoy sick and wrong movie recommendations here. People, if you haven't already, go join the Sick and Wrong Forum. There's almost like 700 members at the moment. But if you do join the forum, don't be shy. Post a fucking message, for Christ's sake. Seriously, why do people join the forum and and they don't do anything? They just kind of lurk. Post tons of messages. Talk about, like, the color of your BM that day and what you had for breakfast and, like, you know, Ridicule who people. Who you're annoyed with. Aren't you supposed to get into, like, flame wars on the internet? Isn't that the whole point of forums? Yeah, but our forum, it's more just, like, hand-holding kumbaya and, like, the, the people that post a lot all love each other. Yeah, but there's lots of, like, scat porn and stuff like that as well. Yeah, but everybody loves it. Everybody, it's a big love fest. It's, like, it's the most benign forum ever. Nobody's angry at anybody. So... Go Although join the forum. The, a couple of the limeys did get into a little bit. Of yeah, the limeys get into a territorial dispute. But I don't understand it. I think maybe it's. I can't ever understand if they're just rib, gently ribbing each other or if they're really angry at each other. Maybe it's just a limey thing. Too much wife beater to drink. I think yeah. is probably it. Right. Okay. But no, go join the Sick Wrong Forum. Link to it right off our main page, sickwrongpodcast.com, and post a fucking message for Christ's sake. If you haven't already, subscribe to the show on iTunes and leave us a comment. With five stars. We're close to 60 comments. We're already on the fourth page for comedy podcasts on iTunes. When I look at some of the podcasts that are, are listed around us, though, I'm not proud. No, neither am I. That's why we need more comments to get above them. <laughs> Seriously, separate the what's it, the wheat from the chaff? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Also, buy yourself something nice at the Sick and Wrong Cafe's Press stores. Cafepress.com slash Sick and Wrong. There's a good idea for a Christmas gift. Yeah. Sick yeah. and Wrong Panties. And, or D, I haven't, even, I haven't even mentioned to you our, um, you know how we have the ad, the Google ad at the top of the page? Oh, yeah, yeah, It's been yeah. up there for like six months, and uh, we've made uh, $8. Eight bucks off of that? Yeah. Clicks. By that rocket. <laughs> Click-through Click ratio. Oh, my God, dude. Ride that rocket. Going to be getting free MGD for the rest of our lives. So finally here, the sick and wrong song of the week was actually sent in by Ron Lowe. If you recall, he's the creator and inventor of the TLC Tugger from a couple episodes ago. I think it was episode 141. I wasn't on that episode, so I haven't paid attention. Yeah, I don't know if you heard that one, but Ron's the guy who is a, an anti-circumcision advocate. He created the TLC Tugger to grow his foreskin back. Foreskin rejuvenation. Foreskin, yeah, re restructuring. 
And so he wrote this song called Forgive Me Love, which I guess is like set to an Alanis Morissette song. And people, if, <laughs> really? if you didn't think Ron was mental before, listen to this song and then make your decision. I think now, the guy's completely Looney Tunes. Is your dad going to sit, submit a song in rebuttal to this? You know, I'm going to try to talk him into doing it. Maybe some Hebrew hip-hop? But, dude, I'm impressed that he actually wrote, composed his own song. He, he's, he's that committed to circumcision that he'd write a song about it. Well, he's committed against circumcision. Well, yeah, committed to fighting <laughs> circumcision. So uh, there's a couple of great lines in it. My favorite line in the song is, You'll forgive me, love, for the blood in your diaper. There's some choice lines, though. Um, you know, I listened to it. I like the line about inhaling his child's hair, which I don't even understand <laughs> what that means. Yeah, but you, you're childless. Once you have a kid, you might figure it out. I'll just be inhaling hair left and right. Yeah. You know, okay. I think that's what you do because you right. don't do cocaine anymore. So thank you, Ron, for sending in uh, Forgive Me Love. And uh, we're going to end the show. Sick Wrong Song of the Week, Forgive Me Love by Ron Lowe. People will be back next week with uh, episode 145. Till then, take a sleazy. Drove to our house, turned off the car, carried you in without waking you up. We walked down the hall to your new room where I just rocked you. And now, baby makes three, our house is a home, and baby makes three. Would you forgive me, love, if I played with your fingers? Would you forgive me, love, if I inhale your hair? Would you forgive me, love, if we rock all afternoon? Yeah, yeah. I dressed you in clothes, we put on your coat. Drove to your doctor to see how you'd grown Tried it again You should look like your dad So I said, okay, no It didn't take long Cried but stopped soon It didn't take long You'll forgive me, love For the blood in your diaper You'll forgive me, love, for the ring that looks dead. You'll forgive me, love, when you're in the locker room. Yeah, While we rocked, went down for a nap And I did a Google for circumcised bath What's this? Oh no, love Say it ain't so, love You've lost your best part Please know, is it true what they're writing? I want it undone If it's true what they're writing you forgive me, love? Mourn your missing sensation. Please forgive me, love. 
grieve your lack of a hood. Can you forgive me, love, and begin the?